Hey folks, my name is Jason Spies and I travel across these great states talking to small business owners, CEOs, policymakers, musicians and mentors about making money, giving back and balancing life. I find out how they prioritize professional and personal time while still making money. Yes indeed, our guests are real heavyweights in understanding business and life. So get ready to relax, learn a little bit, and get a cup of coffee ready because my name is Jason Spies and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio. Sitting on a million, sitting on it every day. Can't make no money giving your stuff away. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. Welcome to Coffee and Capitalism Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies and I'm your host today. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here on Coffee and Capitalism Radio, a place where we bring you exclusive interviews and distinct content from leaders who drive our economy. From CEOs to small business owners to mentors, Coffee and Capitalism is a leader in innovation, ideas, and inspiration. Coffee and Capitalism is about making money and giving back, learning the fine art of balancing work, family life, and prioritizing your time. Now, one thing about Coffee and Capitalism is we try to learn how to live life and make money. Now, on today's episode, let's take a look at what we've got on the menu here at Coffee and Capitalism. Just give me one second while I grab my digital sheet of paper. That's right, digital sheet of paper. There's an oxymoron for you. Uh, Troy Shrink with Target Lodging talks about the deal that they struck with Meridian Energy Group. It's a year-in-review program, and uh, they've got a partnership going with Meridian Energy Group for the new Davis Refinery, so we talk with him uh, about that. Lauren Scott, energy expert and uh, economist, gives us an update from Louisiana, talks about the Haynesville Shale play as well as a few other shale plays happening because quite honestly so much of the energy industry drives our economy and here's an energy expert an economist and a professor at louisiana state university commenting about that uh, he also talks about 2019 it's going to look better for drillers talks a little bit about uh, natural gas some of the issues with the bottleneck of the pipelines and how mexico is just waiting to purchase our natural gas so once we get our energy infrastructure in place Looks like there's going to be a good year, 2019, for natural gas. And David Allen with Energy Elite Services goes into detail about their product, a heater treater scanner that's uh, taking care of some spills out in the oil patch. So a good story. It's a small business, father-son family operation. Good stories today, good interviews here on Coffee and Capitalism. What else do we got going on? Oh, the music of Tom Pexcamp. All day long today, music of Tom Pexcamp is our bumper music. And you can go to freerockandroll.net and check out his other music with the Moody River Band. But Tom Pexcamp doing solo live recordings right here in the studio. All right, we got all that plus much more on today's episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio. My name is Jason Spies. This is Coffee and Capitalism Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network. You can be my little pony, I'm gonna be your big stud. You can 
got a great idea for this holiday season the crude life t-shirts are now for shale four different designs to choose from visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link that's thecrudelife.com become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life the crude life t-shirts now for shale Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Troy Shrink with Target Lodging. Troy Shrink, Target Lodging, Chief Commercial Officer. Well, thank you for joining us to, today on the Crude Life programs. Uh, let's start off by, you know, we do a weekly program up in the Bakken on building the Bakken Radio on the Davis Refinery, first Greenfield Refinery, 40, 50 years being built in the United States. And I um, got a press release from their their um, staff that you guys and uh, Meridian have signed a letter of intent in terms of it's some housing. It's another one of those positive steps that the Davis Refinery is becoming more and more into fruition and reality. So um, before we get into some of the other activity going on, let's talk about that specific um, Bakken Davis Refinery Target Lodging Relationship. So, uh, Troy, thanks for joining us today. And right out of the shoot, what's going on up there in Belfield, North Dakota? You bet, Jason. Thanks for having me, and we're uh, we're you know we're pleased to to be uh, partnering with with the Meridian Energy Group uh, on their exciting project in in uh, the Bakken region. Um, it's been uh, it's been a long time coming, as uh, as you probably are aware. The process that uh, that the ownership group uh, has gone through to bring that uh, project to life is uh, is extraordinary, uh, and you know we're we're pleased to be a part of it, to be able to support that, uh, to be able to support that great project in in, in that part of North Dakota. You know we built uh, the Dunn County Lodge, which is nearly a 600 bed turnkey lodging and hospitality uh, lodging solution there just about eight miles north of Dickinson, North Dakota back in 2012 to support upstream uh, companies uh, that were, uh, you know, producing uh, producing oil in the area and, and, and largely some other oil field service co- companies. And uh, it was a just a first-class facility with, with uh, our employees in there delivering the, the service quality we've come to Come to uh, uh, come to deliver on a daily basis, and then the downturn hit. As everyone uh, was aware, uh, you know, 15 and 16 things were very soft, and uh, we spent most of the time in in that time period with Dunn County. Really uh, had closed it up and and uh, uh, had to set aside for in, until the market would recover. So we're thrilled to be able to. We reopened it actually in. Uh, October 2017, we started to see some uh, recovery on the upstream oil and gas side. 
Uh, we started serving our first first meals again in October of seventeen, and and had reached a uh, you know pretty good occupancy uh, in the Dunn County Lodge, and and uh, being able to support some of the same customers prior to the downturn. So fast forward now, middle of eighteen, uh, being able to establish that relationship with Meridian Energy and the uh, supporting the temporary construction workers that will be working on that on that job. To listen to the full-length interview with Troy Shrink with Target Lodging or to listen to other full-length interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of those social media links can be found at thecrudelife.com. Click on the Social Media tab. Take a look at our links there, and if you add them all up, 350,000 social media followers for right here with the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies. This is Coffee and Capitalism Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network. But awake in the morning there, all I see. She's smiling back at me, oh, back at me. Little George is all I The music on today's program is written and performed by Tom Pexcamp. He's with the Moody River Band. You can check out their website at freerockandroll.com. This is Tom Pexcamp, the lead singer, singer-songwriter, performing live right here on Coffee and Capitalism. But check him out at freerockandroll.com. Tom Pexcamp. She's smiling back Well, I was tears old when John Lennon died. Well, I was twenty three when George said goodbye. Yeah, next go, I think it's Paul, I see. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Lauren Scott, energy expert and economist with Lauren Scott & Associates. This is Dr. Lauren C. Scott, the president of Lauren C. Scott & Associates, Inc., and the professor emeritus from LSU. Louisiana State University, and that's where you're at today down there. And uh, before we get into... Some other places across the country. Let's start there in Louisiana. Uh, last time we spoke, you guys had a lot of uh, natural gas, I want to say, petrochemical projects in the pipeline, and did not much going on in the terms of fracking. Is that still the case down there? That's still the case. We're doing we're doing great in terms of going on downstream to the chemical industry, the chemical industry, and the LNG export industry. It's just uh, exploding down here. Uh, to give you a little reference point, <clears throat> I've been watching the Louisiana economy for about 40 years, and a really good year in the past. If we had $5 billion in industrial announcements, we'd have thought that was great. We've had about $170 billion. It's just It's just off the charts big time down here. And of course, we have the pipeline infrastructure. We have access to natural gas, which is what these people want, and we have a very productive play in the northern part of the state called Hainesville Shell. Uh, it's also a good source, plus the offshore in the Gulf of Mexico natural gas. So there's plenty of gas, there's plenty of ways to get to it. 
price of natural gas is much higher in Europe uh, and in Asia. So the, the, the chemical companies are coming here to build their stuff. And LNG export companies are getting all prepped up. Some of them are already exporting LNG uh, overseas. Is that one of the things that's going to actually help uh, the LNG, call it the natural gas market? I mean, over here in the States, I mean, in Texas, they're almost giving this stuff away for, for free. And, you know, it doesn't cost much to heat a home with natural gas up in the Bakken anymore. And you mentioned uh, uh, Europe. I think they're, what are they, 15, 18 bucks, something like that. And then you've got China, anywhere from like 7 to 10 or whatever. Is that what it's going to take, or is America going to have to start paying a few bucks more to get this, uh, you know, th- this industry booming again? Because right now it just well, seems like I they're mean, breaking even. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the LG people are not breaking even. Natural gas. And I really think that that problem is going to get solved uh, probably within the. And the reason for that is the reason it is so cheap, they're flaring it off in Texas. It's basically a nuisance in Texas where it's being produced as associated gas. I mean, they're really going after oil is what they're after. But their problem is they don't have the dead gun pipeline capacity in the Permian Basin. And I think probably in your area as well to get the natural gas to market. Matter of fact, they don't have enough, they don't have enough pipeline capacity to get the oil to market. But what is happening is these are, these are smart, clever, greedy capitalists in this industry, and they are reacting to the bottleneck. He's being used by the or Mexico, which is a the place the big for gas or it's going to be uh, refined into LNG and shipped abroad. Right now, low price in some cases being flared off is because there's just no way to get it out from where it is to the markets. Lauren Scott with us here. Uh, your phone kind of broke up there at the end there, so uh just wanted to... What, what would... Um, what would have to happen at the well site for some of that associated gas, that flaring gas, to get captured more? Would would there have to be a little bit more of a price increase on um, the natural gas side? Because at the end of the day, if those science projects can make money, the oil companies will do it. But they don't want to really risk it if they don't have a lot of extra dollars lying around. At least that's in my opinion. What would, what would what do you think it would take for some of these science projects to start seeing more? Um, you know, time, I guess. Well, uh, if you're, I, I think the key, the key right now on the natural gas side is getting rid of the transportation bottleneck. There's just, there's just no way uh, to get the stuff, especially out of the It's also a problem for you folks up in North Dakota about getting your stuff to the market in a timely way. And what is, what is happening is this driven down the price of natural gas so much to where it's, like I say, it's being cleared off in some cases. And so the, the key there is to is to get the pipeline infrastructure in place. And I think they're doing that. I think you're going to see that. I think you'll see that problem go away. And this is not new this issue. I mean, when you guys first started producing natural uh, oil up in, up in the Bakken play, the problem was you were bringing it down to Cushing, and it started 
stacking up in Cushing, Oklahoma, because there's no way to get it from Cushing down to refineries on the Gulf Coast. Again, there was a pipeline problem, and it took about a year and a half for them to reverse some pipelines, to build some new pipelines, to get rid of the bottleneck. And so I, I just think the, it's, it's, the market's just lagging a little bit. In this case, it's the pipeline market that is uh, lagging a little bit behind, and I think they're going to take care of that problem the next year, year and a half. Well, I, I think you're right on that. In fact, that was my next question was um, some of these uh, uh, bottlenecks, if you will. It just seems like there's a, there's a lot heading to Corpus Christi, and there's going to be quite a bit heading to Cushing, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who knows what's going to happen with the Keystone now that the some of the judges are trying to block it in different courts, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, yeah. what, 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 include now the export, because we're exporting it. What's that going to mean in 2019, or two, let's call it 2020, when they're done building these pipelines? What's the world going to look like in the world of energy? Because we're going to have quite a bit of uh, transportation for natural gas and, uh, and and crude oil as well. Yeah, well, I think, I think 2019 is going to be a whole lot better for the people who are actually drilling for oil and gas. Because right now, uh, in, in certain areas of the country, uh, especially the Permian Basin in West Texas, but also for you folks up in the Bakken area, your your product is being sold at a discount to the world price and to the, the actually the U.S. price because of these bottlenecks. And I think once the pipelines are removed, you're going to see those discounts uh, go away. You're going to start seeing your price move up to more par with the world price. And I think that's going to be good. And I think, you know, uh, there's going to be plenty of demand because you have uh, – not only some more trains being added to LNG export facilities down here, a train is uh, a, a word that is used to describe the series of machines that natural gas goes through for, to, to take it from a gas to a liquid form where it can then be put on an LNG export uh, ship and take taken to Europe or Asia or someplace like that where it can be regasified, put in the system. But, but you, you have you have not only a number of LNG projects that will be coming on board over the next three, two to three years, but you also have down in Mexico, they are taking a place where they were mainly generating their electricity with coal and fuel oil. They are now building new pipelines all over the place to bring natural gas down there, start generating their electricity with natural gas. So that also is creating a whole new market for natural gas that we have not had before. And then, of course, uh, the, the movement uh, away from generating electricity with coal towards the cheaper natural gas still continues in the United States in a very big way. And so that's a, that's a third area that's generating a significant demand for natural gas. So I think once we get past this bottleneck issue with the pipelines, I think the market for natural gas looks pretty good going forward. Dr. Lawrence Scott, if I could ask you to hold that thought for just a moment, we're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Lawrence Scott. We're going to take a brief pause, and when we come back, more of our exclusive interview with Dr. Lawrence Scott, energy expert and economist, right here on Coffee and Capitalism Radio. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. And I was two years old when John Lennon died And 
The music on today's program is written and performed by Tom Pexcamp. He's with the Moody River Band. You can check out their website at freerockandroll.com. This is Tom Pexcamp, the lead singer, singer-songwriter, performing live right here on Coffee and Capitalism. But check him out at freerockandroll.com. Tom Pexcamp. Well, I've told the truth. Yeah, you know that I've lied. You know we do what we do so we can survive. And I was two years old when John Lennon died. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. This is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Got a great idea for this holiday season. The Crude Life t-shirts are now for shale. Four different designs to choose from. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link. That's thecrudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life. The Crude Life t-shirts now for shale. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, we continue our conversation with Dr. Lauren C. Scott, energy expert and economist. Yeah, you just named a few good indicators that the, the, the market's ready. We just got to get the transportation in place or the distribution. That's just kind of the age-old business 101 you know if the market's there you still got to get the product to the people so um, right and the good news the good news is a lot of this natural gas well the, well, the problems are uh uh is in is in west texas i mean it's, it's also where you are but it's also in west texas and in west texas I mean, in texas in general there's not a fear of pipelines that exist in some of the areas of the country I mean, we have enough miles of pipelines for example in louisiana to circle the globe four, about four times. So we, we've been around pipelines our whole lives. We're not afraid of them, and we're not concerned about them. And that, the same thing is true in Texas. There's not, a, there's not a fear of pipelines. Now, it's a little bit more of an issue when we get up in the Bakken play and trying to move uh, stuff from your area down where it's needed down here in the southern part of the United States because you're going across areas where people are not used to pipelines and are fearful of them and I think unjustifiably fearful of them. So that, that may slow down things a bit on your area, but I don't think it's going to slow down things in Texas in the Permian Basin. Lauren Scott, Lauren Scott and Associates. Um, 
2018, I'm kind of asking some people, uh, you know, kind of taking a look at that year. Did you see any themes stick out? If you were to call 2018 the year of XYZ, uh, anything that kind of stands out in terms of uh, repetition or maybe something hugely symbolic that happened? Is just, um, you know, one of those year-end type of uh, interviews. What would you name 2018 as? Well, I think it's been uh, the the year of the roller coaster ride on huh. prices. I mean, that's the thing that, that this industry always has to struggle with. Again, I've been watching this industry for four decades now, and it, it, it's you just never know what's coming next. And so we started out with a period when we were the oil prices were growing and steadily going up and steadily going up, and then we hit this last month or so where the prices have not only dropped but they've dropped a lot you know you're talking about going from the 70s the lower 70s down to um, now under 50 and that's that's quite a drop uh, and so I think I think the industry having to deal with this roller coaster of prices has really been has really been the thing that's been difficult and has really marked the year now it's also been a year in which has been marked by a whole lot more oil being exported uh, than ever before in our country's history. And uh, that's that's been interesting to watch. It's been interesting to watch how the market has started to figure out ways to get some of this crude oil uh, into the international market. Uh, because when you, when you first of all, you got to get it from where you are in the Bakken or where you are in West Texas down to the coast where it can be put on large tankers and, uh, and then exported. And then the tricky thing, once you get to the coast, how do you get it on large tankers? Because most of the ports in the United States, with the exception of one, and that's the Louisiana offshore oil port, uh, cannot handle very large crude carriers, the VLCCs, which is the way you want to ship oil in the, in the, in the, in the cheapest way. And so they've been trying to, they've been trying to figure out ways to, deep draft their, their, their ports. They've been doing what is called lightering. That is, they'll park the, the very large crude carrier off of the Gulf, and then they'll use smaller ships to take oil off and then put it on the very large crude carrier, which is not the most efficient way to do it. But it's been an unusual year, and, uh, and the big question now is where are prices going next? I think that's the thing on everybody's mind. Kind of wrapping up here, um, just a question. Uh, Quick sidebar, uh, are you still speaking? I know you're doing forecasting, that sort of thing. Are you still going around to the different shale plays and educating some folks? Still doing that. I, I haven't been up in the Bakken in about two years, uh, which I missed. There were really great people up there. That was always fun to go up in that area. But I'm still going around the country and, and talking about what's going on in the oil and gas industry. That's something that's very much on uh, everybody's mind. It's uh it's something that that if, if impacts everybody from their transportation costs to their heating costs in their homes to jobs in many particular areas of the country. So it's uh, it's been fun, and people are very interested in what's going on in this industry. I can promise you that. You know, one of the things, just a quick sidebar, and then I'll we'll wrap up. But um, in North Dakota, for example, they've got one of the highest. Uh, oil and gas taxes, uh, about 10, 11% when you combine the uh, production and extraction or something like that. There's two, two taxes, you put them together, it's 10, 11%. And um, so they pay quite a bit of taxes. And 
there's a lot of different uh, revenue that comes in from the oil and gas industry, yada, yada. They've got an east versus west thing. All the money goes into the state, and then they divvy it up afterwards. So the oil and gas communities kind of get left out in the dust quite a bit. And um, sometime, I'd love to just see your economic mind wrap around if they're already paying 10 11% tax to the state, and then they're turning around and donating a million dollars to the hospital and to the schools. You know what I mean? They, they really donate between taxes and charitable donations quite a bit to local communities that goes unreported because of all those taxes they already pay. Do you know what I mean by yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah, there's no question. As a matter of fact, I, I recently conducted an economic impact study of the uh, the energy industry on the Louisiana economy. And, uh, you know, you, you, you now in, in Louisiana, our severance tax on oil is 12 and a half percent. So you, you ask yourself, what industry, what other industry in the United States takes us to pay 12 and a half percent off the top of their revenues, not profits? They can be losing money. They still have to pay 12 and a half percent of revenue. Before they even, you know, before they even get to lift a barrel of oil, I mean, after they've lifted a barrel of oil, before they even start looking at their other expenses, there's very few industries like that. The only one I can think of now is the casino industry, maybe like that, but but no other industry has to do that. Then, in addition to that, once they pay the service tax, they have to pay income taxes, sales taxes, property taxes, all these other taxes as well. It is a it is a it is a rich rich environment for the local and state treasuries in any state with this industry operates. <laughs> That's a great way to phrase it. <laughs> so uh, just kind of wrap it up a little bit. Anything that uh, as we talk about wrapping up 2018 and uh, looking ahead, of course, to 2019 speculation is always dangerous in the oil and gas industry, quickly to say that. But uh, anything that we might have forgot, anything you want to reiterate, anything that you want to make sure is mentioned uh, as we kind of conclude? Well, I think the only thing is, and that the big question everybody has that's in the industry now is, where's the price of oil going now? And, I mean, I, my position, and, 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 and I'll tell you, you shouldn't listen to anything I have to say because my, I think everybody's record on forecasting oil price is horrible. It's just, it is just, I think it's, I taught forecasting for 40 years, for 30 years at LSU to MBAs and executive MBAs. And this is, to my mind, the second most difficult thing in the economy to forecast is oil prices. I really think that oil prices are going to ultimately go back up into the 70s. And the reason for that is because the Saudis and the Russians are just losing too much money at these prices. And I think what they will do is they've already agreed, as a result of the December 6th meeting, to start reducing their output. To listen to the full-length interview with Dr. Lauren C. Scott, energy expert and economist, or to listen to other Coffee and Capitalism full-length interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of those social media links can be found at thecrudelife.com and click on the social media tab. Over 350,000 social media followers. And we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you very much. And for those of you who are not following us, feel free to check us out at crudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network.
big stud. You can be Bugs Bunny, I'll be hell. But I'll follow you. I think you know the way. If we were pigs, we'd be getting dirty. The music on today's program is written and performed by Tom Pexcamp. He's with the Moody River Band. You can check out their website at freerockandroll.com. This is Tom Pexcamp, the lead singer, singer-songwriter, performing live right here on Coffee and Capitalism. But check him out at freerockandroll.com. Tom Pexcamp. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thoughts on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. <laughs> this is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? Nothing. You need a raise. I've got a great idea for this holiday season. The Crude Life t-shirts are now for shale. Four different designs to choose from. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link. That's thecrudelife.com. Become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life. The Crude Life t-shirts now for shale. So here's to all of the good thinkers And here's to the lonely drinker But don't you know Let this moment pass Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies and I'm your host today. Up next, David Allen with Elite Energy Services. My name is David Allen, and I am with Elite Energy Services out of Williston, North Dakota. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, thank you for joining us here on the Crude Live Media Network, but uh, this is a, a family-run business, correct? It is. It is. We've uh, we've been in the Balkan now for about five years, and uh, originally we started out uh, working as a roustabout company when we first came out, and uh, during the downturn, like everyone else, it really had quite an impact on us. We uh, ended up having to lay most of our crew, back all of our crews off, and and just basically, you know, tried to make the best of it that we could with a, as a family. Just my myself and two sons and my wife were the only ones that were kind of left in the area, and uh, so that kind of that kind of led to other things. We had to come up with come up with different ways to survive the downturn. So that led to this uh, scanning program. Well, and that was the one thing that kind of piqued my interest in this particular story was that um, you guys had to reinvent yourself or figure out a new way to make money during the downturn. You know, I'm in the same boat and a lot of other ones too. And Dr. Lauren Scott, who's a um, economist and energy and 
speaks at a lot of conferences, he always says, you know, a smart, clever capitalist. And so uh, tell me, how, how did you reinvent yourself? What, what, what are you doing now? How did you, you know, turn yourself around during that uh, downturn in order to um, get some cash flow going? You know, we were doing, uh, you know, just a few little odd things once in a while with the uh, oil companies, and we were just about to the point where we were ready to close shop and, and head back home to Idaho and kind of get back into what we were doing before. And uh, we as a family kind of got together and said, you know, there's really got to be a way that we can survive this and, you know, come up with a way that's going to have a significant impact uh, on the industry. And so we spent probably a couple of weeks just throwing different ideas, you know, to see what was there, coming up with different thoughts about what we could and couldn't do. And one day we just said, you know, our our expertise for the most part was heater treaters because we were so involved with uh, fire tube changes and preventative maintenance programs and, uh, you know, everything associated with the, with the fire tube like most roundabout crews were. And uh, so one of the things that we came up with or started thinking about is there had to be a way to uh, determine how bad these tubes were rather than just allowing them to fail and leak salt water and oil all over the ground or in the worst case scenario, just catch on fire. I mean, you used to see lots of stories about heater treaters burning up or we've even been on a couple locations where we had to, to help replace those. and. During our preventative maintenance program days for the different oil companies, we would actually pull these tubes out and bang on them with a hammer and scrape them off with a screwdriver and wire brush to try to find out how bad the corrosion was. And whoever the guy was that was senior on the job made a determination that, okay, it looks good. Either we put it back or we change it. And so to us, that was didn't seem like the most practical way of doing it, that there had to be a more objective way of, of trying to determine how bad the corrosion was with all the technology that's out there in the world there had to be something that we could do and so we started investigating it to try to decide if there was anything that existed and there wasn't we looked at x-ray and x-ray had to pull out the tube uh, ultrasound you know covers such a small area and you almost have to to hit the area that's got the most corrosion to even give you much of a of indication of how bad the corrosion was and so we uh, started working with a couple of different outfits all over the world. I spent probably six months calling different places from UK to Germany to anywhere I could think of to try to come up with to see if there was something that was there that we could use and there wasn't and so we finally spent after that a couple of years and developed a uh, what's called an MFL system to listen to the full-length interview with David Allen with Elite Energy Services or to listen to other Coffee and Capitalism features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of those social media links are available at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio heard in the Crude Life Media Network. So here's to watching the clocks of our grandfathers And here's to stopping and picking flowers And here's to not letting this moment pass you by
So here's to the picture that holds us laughing. And here's to the sound of one hand clapping. And here's to not letting this moment pass. Sitting on a million, sitting on it every day. Can't make no money giving your stuff away. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. Minnie's a crooked woman. Diamonds on every hand. Tricking mother for you. Everywhere she lands. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do Put your stuff on the market or You can make a million too Jump over the candlestick. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. And that concludes this week's episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. For a full list of today's guest and interview, visit our website, thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. We'll be back next week on this radio station at this time. For a full list of our radio affiliates and other media partners, please visit our website, thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and from the staff here at Coffee and Capitalism Radio, we're asking you to be happy, make money, and give back. Thanks for joining us this week, folks. Sign on our front porch saying, hot stuff will say, why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million, too. got a great idea for this holiday season the crude life t-shirts are now for shale four different designs to choose from visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now for shale link that's thecrudelife.com become an energy enthusiast today and start living the crude life the crude life t-shirts now for shale Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? Nothing. You need a raise.